0: What's going on everybody, it's Gio here from Concise Apologetics, and right now we're going to talk about infant baptism. Like I said before, when we speak about baptism, I don't think this is enough room for someone to divide over or argue or cut off fellowship from someone who disagrees at this certain point. Now, we're here to find out the true uh, statements of the Bible about it, but that doesn't mean that, you know, if someone believes... Otherwise on this or disagrees with this you automatically believe that they're not christians. All right So we're going to talk about infant baptism and you know some christians say infant baptism is Just like the old testament circumcision We see that they defend this notion By using the text in genesis chapter 17 verse 12 and colossians chapter 2 verse 11 to 12 they reason that if young boys were circumcised the sign of the Old Covenant, then children should be baptized as well, which is the sign of the New Covenant. So you know, household baptisms in the New Testament must have included infants as well. We see that in Acts chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus himself blessed the children and said that to such belong the kingdom. So that's the argument of the people who believe in infant baptism. So. A lot of people that you know follow the Reformed tradition and the Presbyterian tradition agree at this point. Now, other Christians, including myself, including people who um, are Anabaptists, uh, hold to the Anabaptist belief where it is a believer's baptism. Disagree with this view. Why? We see that in the biblical pattern, a person gets baptized following conversion. We see that in Acts chapter two, verse thirty-seven to forty-one, and many other scriptures. So, also we see that no household baptism specifies the presence of infants. So, if it was said in scripture that infants were baptized specifically, then I would have room to agree with the people who believe in infant baptism, but it doesn't really specify. It says the whole household, but it doesn't say that the you know that there were infants involved in that household so some verses indicate the entire household was composed of believers We see that in Acts chapter 18 verse 8 and we see that every baptism we witness in the New Testament involved an adult we never witnessed Jesus or a disciple baptizing an infant moreover baptism is presented in the New Testament as an outward symbol of an inward reality we see that in Romans chapter 6, verse 3 to 6. But how can one outwardly symbolize what one has not inwardly experienced? You understand what I mean? Like, how can one outwardly symbolize what one has not inwardly experienced? That doesn't make sense. You know, further, we need to understand that circumcision is a false analogy to baptism. For circumcision was only for young boys, whereas baptism is for boys and girls. And circumcision was a sign of the Old Covenant, but baptism is not a sign of the New Covenant. The Lord's Supper is. Alright, we see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. So, we need to understand that any child who is actually trusted in Christ is a candidate for baptism. Now, just a disclaimer again, you know, we don't cut off fellowship from people who believe infant baptism. It is um, very important, but it's not like you know, it's not something that up, one should divide over, right? So until next time in Concise Apologetics, if you have any other questions, feel free to contact me and I'm on Instagram and you have the email conciseapologetics at gmail.com. Until next time, goodbye.